Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree. The great joy of being an artist is having a message that you want to bring to the masses and finding unique, cool, memorable ways to share it. Today I'm chatting with adult content creator Kane, whose art goes far beyond presenting realism in pleasure seeking. Through life lived trial and error, I feel that Kane's message really is about reclaiming yourself, defending yourself, and ultimately celebrating yourself, your truest self, your finest form. Let's get Kane in for today's episode. Welcoming to the show today, my God, am I lucky. I get to sit with one of my ultimate crushes. This is Kane. Hello. Hi, gorgeous. How are you doing? I'm so wonderful. How are you? You're doing better now. Well, we are, we're now uh, into July. I'm not sure when this airs, but we just finished Pride Month. Um, I, I really think that Pride Month is every month, but, you know, for the sake of, of public digestion, they've given us Pride Month, well and uh, yeah. I'm curious how yours went. It was good. It, it could have been a lot better. So in the UK, restrictions were supposed to lift uh, in June, but they didn't. They got pushed back to now July. So all these parties were kind of pushed as well. Um, but some still went ahead, just we've we sat down. So, you know, we thrived. Well, soon to strive. Yeah. You were on Twitter saying it was your first sober pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been sober uh, 20 months today, actually, 1st of July. Um, but I haven't done any prides, obviously, because of COVID. So trans pride over the weekend was my first pride sober. Yeah. Yeah. It was Did good. It... it was challenging. It was difficult. Of it's course. weird. It's kind of like I've said in podcasts and interviews and just general chances that I get like it's kind of like I'm someone that's parted since I really could and even before I was supposed to um so a lot of my personality is based on alcohol unfortunately and substance so especially when you're put in a situation like that you're like I don't know how to act or like the way that I now know how to act which is not reserved but a lot more sensible obviously yeah. it's kind of like is that enough to be the life of the party but yeah isn't that such a, an unfortunate complex that we are stuck with when we are party animals right out of the gate? Yeah, you start it's, saying, it's really... you know, strip away the substances, strip away all the, the party tricks. Is there someone worth partying with underneath? Yeah, completely. It's so, it's so, so, so insane. I mean, luckily, like, I can talk about it openly because I'm in a good place with it now. Like, whether that will change or not is debatable. But yeah, it's really difficult. And it's it's days like today as well, where it is like an anniversary of like 20 months. And it's like, your brain is so wired to be like, oh, why don't you have a drink? Or why don't you have a few friends over and have a party? Because you're so brainwashed by substance to think that is how you reward success. Yes. So yeah, it's really, it, that was the first few months anyway. It was very like, what am I doing this for? Because yeah. where's the party? Where's the fanfare for me doing well? But you know, you 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 learn new ways. 
and that's, how, that's part of it, right? <laughs> Re, relearning, reteaching the body into new routines. It's always mm. a challenge, even though it's between us and ourselves, it's always a challenge, but my gosh, that's an incredible accomplishment. My God, I love Thank that. I you. love that. Did you, did you notice anything or have a different experience, a different headspace, obviously, um, with, with pride and maybe the message of pride to you this year because of sobriety? Yeah, definitely. It's like, I've no shame admitted that when I drank and used, I was an absolute mess. Like I was very functioning still and that was partly the problem, but a lot of the things that I did were very selfish, very like self-absorbed. I remember the prides that I used to go to, it was very much like me, 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 me. And I think it was great. And I think it was divine timing that my first sober pride was actually trans pride mm. and it's not it's a community that I'm obviously very involved in but it's not particularly my community so being sober and being just an ally there rather than the main focus it definitely gave me an opportunity to be like you know what this isn't for you this is the backseat let someone else flourish or let someone else speak you know let their Instagram posts or whatever it is take the floor rather than mine where I'm like with a flag <laughs> which is something that I hate to admit but do need to admit is something that I would do before <laughs> oh you're growing up you know it's yeah it's, well, this is it this is it it's like when you when you when you come out of you flourish from that that selfishness of 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 youth my gosh I mean they're yeah, wild times but there is such an advantage to uh you know getting your head above water yeah well this is it it's, it's something that I say all the time and I, I constantly think of it. it's like am I doing what I'm doing am I doing it for you know, substance and worth, or am I just doing it for the sake of doing it? It's like when I went sober, especially with sex work as well, and a lot of just my sex and day-to-day -day life, it was like, ah, like I had to reevaluate my kinks a lot because it's very like, is that a kink or is that just a form of self-destruction? So something I used to think I was really into, like public sex, I'm not so much into now because I realized, oh babe, you were just doing that because you wanted to get caught, you wanted to like lose your job, you wanted to, so it was all this sort of like personal inventory. Mm. Well, that's uh, that's part of the responsibility in being a sexual adult today is that you need to you need to do that reflective work to find out, is this keeping me safe? Like uh, when yeah. it comes to this kink in particular or this arousal point, this arousal trigger, I mean, where's that based? Is it in a healthy part of me or is it in a part of me that maybe leads me to some of those dangers or some of those, you know, uh, um, risky impulses yeah of course yeah. yeah wow wow it's i mean i this is exactly what gets me off you know this is what interests <laughs> me so much and i've been indication yeah oh i've been urging people to explore their own relationship with their sexuality forever and for oh, always believe me, yeah uh, and and i'm in i'm in new york right so we did have pride this year it was a huge event. I've never seen so many people in the streets. It was maybe it's just because we haven't had people in the streets for so long, but yeah. we're all in the throes of it. And I, I didn't drink. I didn't, uh, I didn't partake in any vices. I was chewing some Nicorette and, <laughs> and staying hydrated. But uh, on my, on my subway ride home, I was looking around thinking, oh my God, there are a lot of people that really need to just go to bed right now. They went really yeah. hard. They were partying. They were, there was this, I guess, insatiable appetite to just be back in, in the crunch of it all and, and be around people. My God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, same with over the weekend. It was very much like as if it wasn't enough that it was just pride. It was also like 
the UK is still technically in lockdown in terms of we can't go and mix bubbles and all that sort of stuff. So it was a lot of seeing people that I hadn't seen since last March and stuff like that. And it was kind of like, God, I haven't seen you for so long. Do I need to have like a drink so that I've got the confidence or like to get back to that person that you used to know two years ago or so? So yeah, I understand a lot of people were like balls to yeah. the walls. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, and and they haven't been in that game for some time. Yeah. So there were some some rough looking people by the end of it, oh six PM. Yeah. You know, and that's that's not even the end of it. That's very much the beginning of it for a lot of folks. Um, mm. I, I was like, wow, a lot of us just we went too hard right out of this, and and I mean that's what it's all about. Lessons will be learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not you. Where 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 are your highs from today then if if you've you know taken this wonderful sober step in life how do you attain that euphoria how do you attain those highs today so today well every day every day i wake up and something that keeps me sober and keeps me on the right track is doing my daily gratitudes so i'll wake up i'll text my five gratefuls to my sponsor every single morning before i even get up or sometimes when I am in a good mood, I'll jump out of bed and then do it like an hour later. And I'm like, shit, I need to remember to be grateful for these things. So that's something that I do. I think about why I've got them and what will happen if I drank. And I know that at least one or two or even three of them will disappear. So if it's, you know, financial security, I know that if um, if I have a drink, then that will go probably. Um, what else is keeping me hi oh hot house so i don't know if you heard um from the makers of slag wars we're going to be doing a new production with cupcake and tiffany pollard so we had a meeting about that this morning so that definitely generates some joy um and then as i said my reward for 20 20 months over is a healthy meal later (laughs) rather than an unhealthy drink (laughs) (laughs) your body's saying thank you yeah honestly (laughs) oh just saying there's a celebration inside of your body okay that's that's you know (laughs) what we need to hone in on right there it's a good feeling you know kane obviously uh you do some dynamite content. I'm going to say oh, doing my you. doing my background checks on you. I've been doing my background checks on you since you joined us for Cam 4's happy hour. Yeah, hopefully and back. <laughs> oh, I've been I have been drooling at all seams in my body. I, <laughs> I'm just going to put it this way. Your your given anatomy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. holy shit you happy (laughs) Uh, yes it's an unbelievably gorgeous triumphant spectacular can i find more words to say you've got one of the most gorgeous cocks i've ever seen (laughs) i'm glad i could be of service (laughs) oh my gosh okay so at what point in your life you're aware of how great your cock is right yeah, especially since setting up an OnlyFans and pursuing sex work a lot more. <laughs> so sharing that with the world, was that something that you just couldn't wait to do? Or was that something that you kind of had to psych yourself up for? Um, I think it was something that I couldn't wait to do. Yeah. I was definitely doing, I was definitely flashing and flaunting before I was maybe supposed to. Um, and then the minute that I could, when I turned 18, it was definitely like, right, studio porn. Um, and kind of went through that I kind of and then stepped back out of it and and then have now obviously fallen into self-produced stuff yeah yeah that's it isn't it it's just like showing what you've got really it's like you know I've done many podcasts before where I kind of get deep and philosophical about it all you know like owning your body and it is that but deep down it's kind of just like 
showing the world what you've got as well. Yeah, and and everyone has the opportunity to do it. So people don't feel don't feel like you you don't have something to offer. Everyone does. I guarantee you, there's there's a market for it. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you know. For people that are meeting you for the first time through this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, how would you describe the kind of content you make today? Ooh, I'd say intimate. Mm. I'd say artsy where possible. Not too artsy, but, you know, shot well, good lighting, considered. Um, and erotic, I think. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the scenes that I do are just on my own. So it's definitely very in tune with myself and my body rather than with someone else. But yeah, I want to start doing collabs more now that the world's a bit safer. (laughs) And that you're vaxxed. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Here we go. So you would say that you you try to very sincerely share your own perspective of arousal in the content that you make. Yeah, oh, absolutely. This is like one of the perks of, I'm sure you, you find as well, making your own content. It's like, if I watch it back and I don't look interested or now that I've finished and I watch it and I'm like, mm, you know what, that's not very good. I don't look very comfortable or my positions are off or something like that. I'll just delete it. Like it really is that simple. It's like the only stuff that I put out is consensual with myself. If it's with a partner, I, I always try to keep in as much consent and realism as well in as possible. Yeah. Well, I, I was reading uh, your, your article that's on your link tree on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you mention resenting the porn that you had made of the past, your mm-hmm. perhaps your, your foray into this business and some of the depictions that you performed within. So now you're making your own content. I mean, this must be the ultimate liberation. Did you, what was the the transition? What was the deciding factor in going back to this after having that perspective of the past? It kind of coincided with, with going sober, you know? And it's something that at the time I had to speak for my sponsor at the time about, and they were kind of like, are you sure that you are not using this as another mm. vice? Because that is quite common practice within, within um, addiction as well, especially within the queer community. And I sat with it for a while and I was like, this is something that I used to do. You know, I don't have like a horror story about like being exploited or anything like that. It's just the scenes that I did used to do when I turned 18 was very like smooth chest, cake to make a really young presenting and the storylines were very head teacher, student. And it was all consensual, it really, really was. But it was just looking back, I'm like, mm, if 14 year old me had saw that scene, then it kind of feeds into this illusion of, you know, predatory kind of behavior and maybe not consent. Mm. So everything that I do now, and when I considered getting back into it, I was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it with purpose as with anything that I really do now. So it's like, if if there's a scene, you know, that people will approach me all the time as I'm sure you get too. And they're like, oh, I wanna do this scene where you know, you kidnapped me and you like yeah. tie me up on the bed and they're like, and I'm like, I'm not really feeling that. And they're like, oh, you're not into bondage. I'm like, I am, but unless we put a disclaimer at the start or show something like this, which to be honest, isn't that sexy. It's not I, something I feel comfortable putting out. Cause even if someone got their hands in it, they could just cut out the beginning part and then it goes around, it does the lap. Cause you know, let's face it, it would be successful. That sort of stuff is, but it's just for me, it's not something that I feel passionate about. Yeah. I'm, I'm having this conversation so frequently these days with 
performers that obviously over the last year or so have been in control of their own content entirely like that's the only content they've been making because of the lockdowns and the idea of what is the responsibility in presenting sex on camera and presenting sex for the masses with how publicly accessible porn is today i mean that's just the way porn is i mean we know as creators that this is not meant to be educational it is not educational content but it's influential yeah oh definitely influential yeah that's a really good way of putting it yeah right so so what's the responsibility of those active in the business today whether you are making your own content that you control or whether you're participating in a studio production Mm. Yeah, I think just realism really is the main thing for me. It's, you know, you can still feed into these scenarios. I'm not saying that the content that I put out is vanilla sex, like it might be for most people or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, if, if I am, you know, if I watch it back and my hands are slippy from putting on the lube and mm. I, I drop the lube bottle, I'll keep it in. Like, it's not going to yeah. make me lose subscribers. It's not going to make people go, oh, he's such an idiot. Like, what a turn off. <laughs> like, to me, it's just a little five second thing that shows a little bit of realism within the bedroom, or even if you want to get deeper about it, you know, parts where I'm like, are you okay? Is that okay? Do you want to change position? I keep that in because it's just, one, I think it's more attractive. Consent is hot. And also if someone's watching that, then it makes them more likely to ask it. Or if someone does ask it, they don't freak out because they're like, what? They don't, they never say that in the studio porn or something like that. Exactly. Mm. Like make it a norm, make it part of the porn that you watch and the porn that you make is like, adding a check-in I mean that is that should be the fucking basics in yeah I mean porn is political completely absolutely it's fucking cause for revolution it's it's got the power (laughs) to do it I I I really I understand the power of pornography and I fucking bow to it but you know Mm. it is important for those creators to also realize the power of it the persuasion of it the fact that it is a global impact art yeah, now more than ever as well. Yeah, completely. The, like the rise in self-produced stuff is just crazy, whether it's because of lockdowns or anything like that. Just, yeah. yeah. What do you watch? What do I watch? Uh, I do. I support OnlyFans people. Yeah, sometimes they may send me a little free trial or something like that, <laughs> or I'll fund. I'll fund them myself. Yeah. Is there like a definitive genre though that? would be exactly up your alley, the one that would be- I like muscle bottoms. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I'm really into, I'm falling, falling more into like latex and putt play. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I used to to really be into latex just for the aesthetic of it, like outfits, club wear, even on Slag Wars was kind of wore some latex pieces. But now I'm kind of like, ooh, do you know what I think did it actually? I think Cam 4 did it because I remember they were like, oh, we're going to do a show. It'd be great if you could wear your Slag Wars outfit. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool. Then the show kept going on. And obviously, like, the tips started rolling in. It required more sexual activity. And I was like, okay, I've never done that in this outfit. But then I was like, ooh, it feels right. <laughs> That's so hot. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. latex really is hot. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, gateway. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's sexy and it is all kinds of getting your head and cast a spell. It really, really is. But yeah. now I, 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 I'm really into, um, I watch a lot of, of men masturbating with DIY products, like their mm. own made fleshlights. I like 
guys hand fucking tabletops. I like guys hooked up to milking machines being fucked and pumped beyond their own control. I'm, I, I go to crazy places. Okay. Wonderful places, but what the DIY flashlight look like? Um, you can make it with like a chip, uh, chip. Here's where we're going to have a culture clash. Uh, a Pringles can. Okay, okay. Like a Pringles can with yeah. like a towel stuffed into it. And like, I don't know, I've seen like a, a plastic bag used and that like oh, okay. really Oh, so crazy. the towel access pattern. Yeah. Nice. yeah, really, really handmade, homemade stuff. And I, I, I don't know why. It's like, I think the lengths that they would go just to put oh, their like dick so in something. Horny. They're like... Yeah. It's like sore, like they're just trying, like it's a yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that like, ooh, that, that turns me on like crazy. I watched a guy fuck a chair the other day, but like the slats on the back of the chair, oh, wow. the slats were just spaced enough that, you know, the, you the cock going through it would have that friction that it needs. And that just, it drove me crazy. I was like foaming at the mouth. Oh my god! I know what mouth you have to oh, leave it everywhere. Okay, my <laughs> ears. Are yeah, it was it was a full waterworks experience. Loved it. So like, people keep making creative porn today, please. Yeah, please. Just like, I'm telling you, your kink, your your oddity, whatever it is that you think is is entirely different and unacceptable, you're wrong. I'm probably searching for it. <laughs> talk to me about camming kane talk to me about your relationship on cam four and uh what that experience is like how you enjoy being on cam and chatting with viewers um now more than ever so what, my first introduction to sex work was cam four i remember i set up an account i think i did it solo for a bit and then my boyfriend then we kind of did some stuff together but yeah, I remember thinking like, oh my God, this is so easy. Da, 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 da. <laughs> then obviously the more I stepped into sex work, it kind of had other things. But yeah, that's why it's kind of like, I sound so soppy when I say it, but I really do romanticize the fact that I'm so involved with Cam4 now to be an ambassador and they're going to have some involvement in Hot House, as I mentioned. Um, so yeah, it's really, really, it's really special. Yeah, to have that as like a full circle moment is really, really magical. What, what would you say sets your broadcasts apart from other broadcasters on Camp 4? Your Ooh. experience. God, I used to think it was that I'm so talkative. Like it's very this energy, but obviously a bit more dick. Um, but everyone is so, every, like I did some research about two weeks into it and I was like, God, everyone's chatty Cathy. Um, I kind of try, I try and do themed stuff. So sometimes it's like with me with like my weight bench and, finishing a workout off or something like that or maybe it's some cowboy boots or something so yeah I kind of theme it up a bit that's that always goes down because in my mind it's only like you're for me personally I'm only on there for about an hour or maybe two hours so uh-huh. I'm kind of like have that as like a little pocket of immersive experience almost <laughs> without the VR glasses. What, what, what are the conversations like I mean when you're speaking directly to your fans your followers is there an overriding theme that you realize hey they come to me for this? Um, not really. It kind of starts off as small talk, very British small, small talk. How are you? How was your day? <laughs> um, what are the weekend plans? Then it kind of, you know, turns into the sexy talk. Like, how many fingers do you like at your bum? Mm. And stuff. But yeah, it's, it's definitely not like a sexual health Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe, maybe once a month I can do a little pop-in centre. <laughs> 
we can do like some stigma boosters. <laughs> Dr. Kane. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. it. Maybe that could be a themed one. Yeah. I'll get it Amazon. Yeah, I think that that's, that's the next one. Dr. Kane, bring out the latex gloves, slap them on, right? Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll credit you. I am so going to be doing your accent all day, by the way. Oh, really? Give me an impression. After this, because this is my morning. Oh, so yeah, after you're like this, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing it all day. This is going to be, you know, this is my thing. You've spoken about vocalizing your experiences to help others. I, I, I want to go back and, and really make this the, the close of our conversation today. What is that power all about? Vocalizing your own experiences to help others. Uh, how, how has that been for you? as 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 a, an experience for yourself i mean sharing some very deep content that you house inside mm. yourself for for consumption of of those outside of you i mean my gosh what's it like to be that vulnerable uh thank you it's um it, i guess it goes back to that that cringy realistic saying of even if one person hears then it's really helpful when slag wars kind of got offered to me I never really wanted to be a reality tv show I don't think I'm really that suitable for that sort of stuff um, but I knew that one it would be a gateway for me to have a bit of freedom during a pandemic and two I knew that we didn't know what scale it would go on but I knew it would kind of give me a platform to speak on certain things. So the producers kind of spoke to me and they were like, what's your story? What's this? And I was like, I kind of want to speak about mental health. I want to speak about consent. And I'd like to talk about sobriety as well, especially within queer sex work. And from there, it was kind of like, as it started to come out, I was like, oh my God, people are really reacting to this quite nicely. And it, for me, it's never been like, woo, 10, 20K followers or something like that. But to be able to do things like this, and I'm really, really flattered that you spoke to me it's just if that helps five, ten, realistically hundreds of people, then it's then it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I never had that one. I don't know, I don't know your story, but I never had someone like that where I was like, oh, okay, they're a real person. <laughs> the more that you reach out and the more that you offer that side of yourself, I find that there's such a reward in it. I mean, that's how mm. community is built. That's how you find community when you feel lost. Sometimes you have to reveal um, elements of yourself that you've kept yeah. so hidden and locked away and unavailable to the world. I mean, that's, that's the glue that bonds so many of us. Yeah. And it comes, you know, it comes with these risks as well. It's like, I still very much work in nightlife, yeah. like almost every week. And it's being sober as well and telling people I'm sober, but also just speaking out about it so much and kind of doing these sorts of things and posting yeah. quite regularly. I'm always like, am I going to lose bookings because people are going to think, oh, they're boring. And it's the same with sex work. If, if I talk out about, you know, negative experiences or, or, you know, like if I openly slandered porn studios, am I like, you know, does it ruin the fantasy of being buff and sexy? And, right. you know, I go in and I destroy holes and then I leave, yeah. you know what I mean? It's kind of like, if I'm there speaking about consent and, you know, I'm quite feminine presenting, does this all kind of feed into that? But, you know, I'd rather lose a hundred people and gain five solid people that actually believe in my message. So then why, why share your message at all? This is just, just to argue that there are people who agree, I need to play within the rules so that I can succeed in life. Why do you share the message? 
in the in the aim that other people will share that message as well you know whether it's now or whether it's in like a few months or a few years when they're kind of like okay yeah that is a good point because really I'm not the only person that's saying this you know I'm not the only yeah. like person that's like consent like so many people are doing this so many people that I could list that are like ambassadors and pioneers within the porn industry yeah. um but yeah to me it's 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 not you know it can be an easy payout and it can be an easy pay paycheck sex work can but I'd rather that paycheck maybe it's less but at least it's sweeter if it's genuine what a beautiful statement right there <laughs> Kane. what a beautiful fucking piece of soundbite right there thank you so no, much you. for sharing your story today and for your delicious perspective on this wonderful business holy hell <laughs> oh thank you for giving Give me the platform. Give me the time, babes. I'm really flattered. Of course, flattered. of course, love. So, for all of our listeners, viewers, fans, and followers that are now eager to get to know where they can find your content and learn more about you, uh, what's that info? Uh, so, for Cam4 and Instagram, it's C underscore A underscore I underscore N. For Twitter, it's that Kane guy. Kane spelt like previously. Amazing. Perfect. Oh, delicious. Kane. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. And uh, I'm wishing you all the continued success. Ride that momentum. It's here for you and it's taking you places. Thank you, babes. Hopefully we're working together again soon. I can't wait. Get your ass to New York. <laughs> and everybody watching and listening, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Licked and Loaded. We'll see you next time. <laughs>